Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Classic Podcast Admitted series. Um, on Admitted, we invite Townsend seniors to read the personal essays that got them admitted into the dream schools. Um, unfortunately, we are not joined by our co-host, Jana. Um, she will be here for the next episode, but instead, it's just me, Jasmine. Um, so we have a very special guest, um, the Classics Managing Editor, Victoria. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to listen to how a wooden bench got Victoria into her dream school. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me. Of course. So tell us a little bit about, you know, yourself and, you know, the school you applied to in your intended major. Yes. So as Jasmine said, um, I'm a managing editor and I really love writing. Um, I like to dance. Um, my interests are mostly humanities-based, but my intended major is probably going to be environmental studies, maybe environmental humanities. Uh, I applied to a bunch of schools. I wasn't really smart when making my college list. I kind of put a bunch of schools that uh, sounded fun with a good balance, though, as the guidance counselor suggested. <laughs> but um, I have committed to Yale next year, so it'll be a fun time. Awesome. So um, you answered the first prompt of the Common App, right? Yes. Great, which asks, some students have a background, identity, interest, or talent that is so meaningful they believe their application would be incomplete without it. If this sounds like you, then please share your story. Indeed. You can go ahead and read your essay now. Wonderful. In front of my house, there's a discolored wooden bench, naturally dyed by the sun and rain, just behind a black fence that separates our front entrance from the sidewalk. I've sat in this safe haven countless times and observed the strange and familiar people walking by in Greenpoint, my Polish neighborhood in Brooklyn. My dad built the bench in 1996 to recreate the spirit of rural Poland, where both my parents grew up. There, everyone had their own bench where they could rest, admire that season's crop, and exchange stories. But here in New York City, our bench is where the neighbors stop by to talk and greet my parents, returning home from work or grocery shopping. It's where I learned about Soviet-era empty store shelves and cow herding while trying to finish that day's homework. It's where the birds come to sing and the small wonders of New York City pass. The family of bikers, the neighbor walking on and off their fire escape. As I sit in my American history classes, my mind immediately connects the given time period to Polish history, which goes unmentioned. My parents were raised under the control of the Soviet Union. Their memories include deprivation, surveillance, lack of consumer goods, and insufficient pay. During a time when almost nothing was guaranteed, they relied on their livestock and crops from their few hectares of land to support themselves. Their stories implanted in me the value of hard work, as that was the only factor in life they could control. When I visit their rural roots in Poland, I can feel the emptiness of the land where only wind comes to visit the old painted houses. I realize that it's not my country when I see the wooden barn, which my mom told me was once filled with hay, horses, and hens, now deserted and isolated by shrubs. Even though I don't have recollections of decades past, my parents have passed on the nostalgia and simplicity of life when everyone sat and reflected on their own bench. The bench is my axis mundi, a bridge between the past I never experienced and the present I'm now creating. It's a place where I can slow down and imagine a yard filled with just flowering fruit trees instead of a sidewalk with people walking. It's a part of the Polish culture my parents passed down to me that's valuable in this busy world. Although my parents didn't bring many tangible objects when they immigrated, they brought their aspirations and memories to pass on to a new generation. My mom tells me her stories on our bench, just as her grandma told them to her on their bench in Poland. While I have a different view from our bench, I keep my family's humble farms in mind as motivation to utilize all the opportunities available to me to make their sacrifices worth it. 
Their immigration experience shaped how I think about my future, namely that hard work is essential for growth and success in the form of stability and prosperity. I feel fortunate to be in America, where I've translated their experience into a determination to make the most of the higher education that my parents couldn't afford or devote time to. In a city full of immigrants' children, I enjoy seeing how other first-generation families translate their experiences and cultural traditions into the American present. Where there's a potential for life, there will be migration. Immigrants flocking to the United States in search of something new, like migrating birds, not quite in a V formation. I'm just one of those stories, creating memories in a city full of abundance and noise, while still honoring the natural and tranquil country my family once called home. Though I can only experience my family's past through photos and VHS tapes, our wooden bench links are now barren farmland to our American dream. Amazing. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for sharing your essay. Um, so you managed to capture the reader's imagination as you conjured all of these different images. You have this stationary, stationary anchoring bench amid the clamor of the city, the urban versus rural contrast, the blurry edges between generations and past, present, and future. It's just such a wonderful writer. Thank you. Um, and your essay really showed how your culture has sculpted a lot of your experiences and infused you with a very unique perspective. <laughs> Could you talk more about how your Polish roots have helped shape you as a person? Yeah, for sure. So uh, as I kind of wrote in my essay, I grew up in Greenpoint and I've lived there all my life, um, which is a majorly Polish neighborhood. Um, it has definitely changed. Now it's gotten more gentrified um, and more expensive, but I still credit a lot to like growing up there and being surrounded by a lot of Polish. I've been going to Polish school all my life, um, graduating this year, very fun. Hey. <laughs> and I also speak it all the time at home uh, and with my parents. So I've been able to stay really connected and I like go back every so often. Uh, and I really like, when it came to writing my college essay, I didn't want it to be generic, but also I knew that to some extent every essay is generic. Um, but I felt that I really connected to my culture the most and I really wanted to share it and make sure that that came off in my application. Definitely. Um, you're obviously such a talented writer and you managed to reflect on your culture and family beautifully. Um, as I read this, I could just feel your authorial presence so strongly because your voice is incredibly unique. And I know you said that a lot of college essays are generic, but you really infuse this with what I feel is like a very Victoria feeling. Um, so you talked a lot about the simplicity of rural life, um, which is really what that bench offers you in the midst of the clamor of the city. Um, and then you contrasted it to the frenzy of city life. Do you have a preference over rural versus city life? Uh... It's hard to say. I mean, I've definitely spent more time in New York City. I've only done like weekend getaways or stuff like that uh, when I've like visited Poland or just like upstate, even though it's not really as rural. Um, so I guess I'm more used to city, but I love both. I think the best part, well, no, I think the best way of going through life is having like a nice balance between like city and more uh, rural, natural environments. So everything in moderation <laughs> of course um so did you come across any challenges while writing your essay yes so my biggest challenge yes. was probably um time management and just yeah. so i s finished writing this essay end of december like right before or uh, regular decision which was january 1st and like early january for most schools so mm -hmm. that was a stressor because i wish i had mm -hmm. done it earlier but the idea did not really come to me until later on, or at least didn't get 
well done. Um, <laughs> but I knew I wanted to write about my culture from the start. I just wasn't exactly sure how to. And I really have to say, like, talking with other people, uh, conferencing with Mr. Sweeney was very, very beneficial. He's the one who actually um, brought up a large concept of, like, the Axis Mundi and how it connects most. So he helped me um, formulate uh, what I was thinking into words. So it was definitely tough, but it came through in the end. Definitely. We stand the Sweeney man. We do. Um, so you talked about your family's farms and how they would tell you stories, as well as how their immigrant experience has compelled you to translate their experience into, quote, the determination to make the most of the higher education that they could afford or devote their time to. Um, that's a very powerful line. Could you talk more about how your family's story has proven a source of uh, inspiration and also just motivation to succeed? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, growing up, I my family definitely pushed me to make sure that I was doing good in school and just like keep my grades up and do the best that I can. Um, I remember hearing stories where I learned Polish first. It's my first language. And so they'd be concerned that I would not know English by the time I started school. <laughs> but it worked out. Um, but I just really wanted them to know how grateful I was for the work that they put in either if it's the labor that they actually put in to get money and to help raise me or just the actual scary journey of coming to a country where you don't speak the language, you don't know anyone, you just have to make a life of your own. And so I, f I felt like in a way I had the easier part of just like taking advantage of what was offered and taking it as far as I could go. So when things get tough and when I start to feel burnt out, I always go back to my roots and my family and the people who came before me because ultimately I'm just like an extension of that. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I, I love how you started the essay by focusing on the bench, this pensive space that removes you from like everyday considerations. And it's also just, it's like you said, it's an access when it connects all these different thematic elements of your essay and allows you to reflect and connect you to your family. Um, can you talk about the process you took in deciding how to start off your essay? So how did you come to choose the bench as the central motif? Yeah, so um, I do enjoy creative writing in general. So every so often when I get an idea, I like, write it down in my notes app. So when choosing, I guess, an idea or something to focus on, uh, I very much was going through my notes app and seeing like what stood out to me and that continued to stand out to me. Mm -hmm. I definitely learned this year that I think very visually and I need images to, or just like I think in images. So I really, throughout my entire thing, when I was writing, I would write a sentence and I would see it like in front of me. And so I just really felt like I wanted to introduce it and describe how I feel. Um, during the pandemic especially, my mom and I would sit on our bench all the time and I just went back to kind of those times and how it would mm -hmm. feel to really be in like an enclosed space, but also it's not that enclosed, it just right. feels like it. So I really wanted to start it from my perspective and then, yeah. Yeah, you definitely, you did that, you executed that wonderfully. You, you could do. definitely see the visual aspect, like I could see the reader is really immersed into that visual experience. Um, so last question, um, what advice do you have for students who are currently thinking about the college application writing process? Any words of wisdom? Well, um, I would definitely say it is a little tough um, to describe yourself in 650 words because no one can really do that. At this age, you really don't know who you are. So 
I would say not to put that much pressure on yourself to write a perfect essay, but just to focus on writing something that you can be proud of. Um, I very much was worried about having to write the perfect thing. Um, I went test optional, so I, I guess, needed to make the rest of my apps the best that they could be. So I would say try not to put too much pressure on yourself just to write something that's true to you to come up with any idea that really stands out if you really connect with your culture or a accomplishment that you made. And just to make sure to know why that's special to you and to you in particular because every person is different and mm. you should really take all the time, um, all the 650 <laughs> words that you can to show yourself off as much as possible. But no matter what, everyone will get into an amazing school and things will work out. We actually worked on the wall. We, this oh, was not intentional. This is so cute. <laughs> of um, why? Because right now it's in, we're filming in the middle of AP season, and you know everyone's has a lot of anxiety, testing anxiety, especially juniors with their because um, they're also thinking about college. Mm. And so we created this wall. That's so cute. Somewhere in there, there's something about test optional. I went entirely test optional as it's well. It's so good. It it's, worked out. It works <laughs> out, y'all. You know, you don't need to have a 1600. Is the SAT still 1600? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to have a 1600. You don't have to have a million fives, APs. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you just you all have so many. It's a holistic mm -hmm. um, application, and you have so many. different different amazing parts of yourself that you can just put forward that end of the day the testing scores are just numerical evaluations that For they sure. don't give you as much insight as that like that there that was amazing that helped me know Thank Victoria you. so much more it's so much more compelling so much more immersing than getting a 1550 mm -hmm. um so yeah I think that's a very important thing I don't know this is the wall this is Test option is totally a viable option too. Hopefully you know? for the years to come. Oh yeah. I don't know about like underclassmen, underclassmen. Oh, yeah. Good luck to you. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I forget that we only yeah. that might not be a thing for other oh my gosh, I'm sorry guys. But even if you it don't work don't fret too much about test scores. Like test scores aren't that important. Mm -hmm. I mean you should still try it, but Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you so much, Victoria. I had so much fun having Me you too. on. Um, so also thank you to all our listeners out there. Um, that marks the end of today's episode on how plan uh, a wooden bench got Victoria into her dream school. Um, you can find previous and future episodes of Admitted on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on our YouTube channel, The Classic, Te uh, Classic TV. You can check The Classic out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at as THHS Classic. You can also visit our website at thhsclassic.com. Until the next episode, goodbye everyone. Bye! Mm -hmm.